0: Asada! Happy Wednesday, September 20th. Welcome to episode 5 of the What's Up Dude podcast. My name is Caleb. This is my show. As you can hear, I'm not in a quiet room. I am in a Starbucks because real life looks like this sometimes. I like to go to Starbucks when I have work to do and I don't want to see anybody that I know because I need to focus. Focus mode. Uh, I don't know why I feel the need to justify my reason for being at Starbucks. I guess I'm insecure about my coffee addiction and my hipster tendencies, but I guess I'll just have to get over that. I'm super excited about today's episode with Logan Miller and Travis Teal-Page. These are really good friends of mine. We just got off the road, did a few dates with them. You've heard both of their names if you have listened to all of the What's Up Dude episodes, and it was a fun conversation. Uh, we talked a lot about music, about the tour, about Logan's history as a musician, uh, Travis's record, Logan's solo stuff. It's just, it, it's a fun episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Quick shout out to my good friend Aaron Willis, who produced the theme song for "What's Up, Dude," that you have been hearing every episode, and you'll continue to hear, because I enjoy it. I think it's pretty neat. Without further ado, let's get to the show. What's up, what's up, dude? Oh, what's up, dude?
1: What's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up? Dude? What's up, dude? What's up dude?
2: Talking to that for me. What's up, dude? Check, hey, yeah, how sounds we doing? good. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, I got gotcha.
0: you. We good? Travis, put that bad boy on.
2: Are these all connected, or can I turn down channel?
0: You four? can turn down. You're separate. Oh wow. So if you need to turn up or down, you can turn up or down. Hey, Travis. but how those are the we? options. So. Hey, how are we? Wow, hey, how you how got a good we? radio voice.
3: Do I? Yeah. Cool. Hey. <laughs> my, uh, my dad always said I had a great radio face. Nice. <laughs> wow. Got him.
0: Off to a solid start here. Which
3: one am I? What number?
0: Uh, You are number three. Cool. I so don't need to change want. it. Okay. Just wanted to know. Well, there it is if you need to.
2: Do you need any panning or anything? Anybody? <laughs> no. Slapback? Delay? Yeah, you can take a five <laughs> dB cut <laughs> out at about one K. Perfect. That's where everybody's, my voice really shines. Everybody's compression sounds
0: good. You need your threshold shifted, Travis? <laughs> no. you good? I'm good. Uh, I think I got you at a cool, like, minus 35, so. That's great. How That's
2: much were y'all's headsets?
0: Uh, these were $200 a piece. Gee. Yeah. That's yeah. how much what you're wearing is probably you got like a vintage like,
3: like if 1963 like, if, you, if you look at the beats the xlr used and by the, the eagles that's probably right
2: yeah probably
3: well Pat- i only Pat- had Patagonia hat definitely puts you over 200
2: that, yeah
0: You're i only right. had two headsets and logan's like i think i
3: got something and he goes into his gear closet
0: and gets like a vintage <laughs> now vintage legit, dynamic are mic. we rolling oh yeah we've been rolling for like three minutes but I can cut anything. Golly! Let we me can go start back in, in
3: my mind and think of all the things that I shouldn't have said. But you are ago. a real pro
2: because I didn't. I was actually watching to see if you would hit record and when we would start the Pete Holmes thing. Mm, but right, no, dude, I missed. We it. Already
0: started. You already <laughs> missed are, it.
2: <laughs> we are Pete.
3: Yeah. I, was dis- no, I was disappointed that it wasn't rolling when I walked in the door. That's it the, was that would be the yeah, I, I had it
0: recording in my in my bag oh, was in that my right? backpack is that right great that would be dope if I could do that uh, so we just got off the road two weeks ago one week ago recently the three of us yeah uh, so for everybody that has listened to previous what's up dude episodes they heard your name multiple times uh, yeah. especially you Travis but you as got as well, a lot Logan. Of love. that was awesome um, yeah which thank so, you by the way yes, yes yeah, dude thank you so much of that was incredible. Um, I mean, the check was nice too. Yeah, but
2: um, I just wanted to give you guys some love. Promoter check, and uh, <laughs> just he's trying to stay competitive with me on these <laughs>
1: blue
2: apron, right?
3: No, right. we we would be a. Uh, How what, often do you cook at home? Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, Charlotte's I s- Web. <laughs> I started
0: listening to the uh the Bobby cast that you yeah, told me oh about. Yeah. And it cracks me up how he rolls ads like Live. in the
2: middle of a Live. conversation. Well, and what's also great to me is that nobody <laughs> thinks it's odd. Like people just stop talking yeah and then he brings it right back and you're good to go. yeah so. uh, He's got big time celebrities, songwriters, musicians on his
0: show, like ask Brad Paisley a question and be like, Oh hold up, Brad. Uh do you like to cook at home? Because I have an easier way? That's hilarious. And he just rolls how the ad and then goes. Do you
2: sleep yeah. number? <laughs>
0: yeah. Just goes straight to the copy. Um, so, funny. how long were you planning for this, this tour? This uh,
3: five, six dates? Five, dates? It, five w- dates? it was originally seven dates, or six dates. It was originally six dates. Okay. Maybe seven. So, we were going to yeah. do like seven shows in six days. And. That did not work. Um, okay, what happened? Uh, I actually haven't heard the story. Oh man, I knew it got shifted, but yeah, I, it's it's a I don't long know that story. I, I don't know that I want to get into it. Okay, all of it, but um, you know, you, anywhere you go, you try to. I'll try to put it as delicate as I can. Uh, anywhere that you go, and you've never played a show in that city before, um, it's really bold to headline a show, and our plan was not to do that for every show that ended up being what happened and it didn't it wasn't awful but yeah um but the goal i
2: mean originally it started out as we just want to get in front of people yeah play in front of people and we kind of identified a few markets where that would probably make sense as like a first a first go at this thing and um when you're dealing with people, (laughs) it just gets tough. And so, um, because we weren't really, um, like setting everything up ourselves because we weren't actually like headlining all these Mm -hmm. shows, um, there were just people that we were kind of dependent on to like book the gigs and that we were going to be playing with and and things like that. And (gasps) that, um, that all just kind of ended up falling through for a couple of those Mm -hmm. cities. Is that delicate
3: enough? Yeah, it's delicate. I think, yeah, it was... And it's nobody's, like, it's not a big deal. Like, it just... It's a huge deal, and it's someone's (laughs) fault. It's not uh, not a big deal. I think that we... Originally, we were going to play Austin and Dallas. uh, And so, those were cities that... There's just no chance that we could have gone in and headlined a show and had good pull. And so, I partnered with, like, just people that we know down there, and everything that essentially everything that we tried ended up falling through and i think it was it ended up being a great thing because then we got to add denver to the mix and denver was a lot of things um <laughs> and it was a learning experience it was it ended up being a great show i think for the you know three people that were there that night don't even <laughs> don't even no it's it ended up being good like um like we had a fantastic we partnered with a fantastic uh local musician in Denver named Jason Polly and he's just i mean he brought 90 90% awesome, of the people probably yeah, he was, was incredible
2: dude um yeah so i mean just real quick to the shows it's so it was a bummer i i don't necessarily agree with the fact that like if we went to Austin or, or Dallas that we wouldn't have pole because I think we honestly kind of thought that about every place we went to yeah. on this little, little run and every show was great in its, in its own way. Like mm-hmm. they weren't all incredible at seven o'clock, but man, yeah. And we can get into all of that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but after every show and I mean, you can attest to this cause you were there for the last half of it, but like, man, it was, there's a lot to be really proud of and really yeah. happy about. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And th- that's, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into the, there was just phases at every show, like four to six o'clock. We'd go through a phase and then <laughs> six Travis to- would go
2: through. Travis. A phase. No, yeah. it's, Everybody it's, else it's, was fine.
1: <laughs> I told well, yeah. Travis,
2: this is a great way to actually get into it. Cause then this can we can talk about the shows, but I told Travis, uh, and I think it even started earlier. It was like, in the morning, there's going to be some problem. Like, you're not going to be feeling well, didn't get enough sleep, whatever it is. Yeah. We'll hit lunch. It'll be great. We'll stop at Brahms or something. And <laughs> just have a great time. Uh, and then from like four to six, there will be some, uh, you know, you'll be nervous about whether people show or not or whatever. That'll be really frustrating. Um, and then you'll get kind of over that. And then like at eight. 30, thirty, there'll be another problem, like <laughs> this is some catastrophic problem with front of house or whatever it is, and then uh, it'll be go time. We'll go do the gig, and then it'll be great, and everyone had a great time. There were no problems, and that that cycle happened every day, mm-hmm. every day. But you're I, an artist.
3: I don't
1: know
2: that.
3: So it is that did happen. Although it did happen, I think just hearing it makes it sound like I was just going through these psychological, like mental breakdowns. But it, there was legitimate, like, like Denver, there was a legitimate, like, you know, like, there was a legitimate grief for some things. Um,
2: I don't well, know. How to, and the other thing, too, is that as sort of just like a guitar player, and Caleb, you can probably attest to this, too, but it's like, you really don't have to worry about a whole lot. <laughs> no. And we've both been in situations where you are the guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your band, or maybe it's you doing a solo thing, whatever. And uh, so I am thankful that I didn't have to bear the exactly. weight of that on this trip. Exactly. And you did. And so...
3: Exactly. So that's so the thing. is like every night you show up, and you're the guy. Like your name is on you know, the ticket, your name's on the marquee. You're in the hat. I'm in Everybody the hat. knows you're the guy because you're in the brilliant. In, the dude, brim in hat. Denver I just did not wear the hat because I was like, I'm not wearing that stupid hat right now. Not worthy of and that so, hat tonight. He was pouting. I, know, I was, I'm not gonna wear this hat. <laughs> no joke, bro. It was it was tough. Like Denver well I'll just start with Denver. Like it was there was just some like m- communication breakdowns between people that were there and um and dude I just got I was it was a mixture of like being terrified that this was the first show uh, and we've driven 12 hours and it's hoping that it's all worth it and not going to be awful. And like being away from, you know, we're two hours or an hour, we an hour or two hours. I don't know. Time mountain time, just an hour, just an hour. Yeah. Uh, And so like, I call, I call my wife right before like, We're supposed to go on stage. I'm just like, no, no, it's we shouldn't have done this. This is a huge mistake. We should. Oh yeah, I was. I just was so terrified and nervous that I ended up just calling her. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, I this is this is the worst decision we've ever made. And that was gone within probably 30 minutes. Um, because although there was not, you know, there was not people. There was not like. It didn't, and, and nothing, it didn't, like, turn around 100%, but being up there and figuring it out, and, like, it just, how pompous of me to think that we're gonna do a tour, and we're just gonna start selling out venues in cities we've never been. So, that, that was one, you know, that was just, uh, it was a huge learning night. I learned the most in Denver, without yeah. a doubt. Learned the most, so. And I
2: think, too, the other thing we learned in Denver was that, um like there's just going to be tough nights and we were on a bill with jason who obviously we talked about already was incredible like great songwriter um just an incredible dude um but there was another band on the bill and um you know at at one point we had asked them to switch spots essentially like they were gonna be middling we asked them hey could you lights up just go open it because they didn't bring anybody nobody came to the show for them um
3: I they, didn't know that we were, I was trying to skirt around this, but you're going right at I it. I can't imagine they're going to be listening to no, this. Oh, no. no. I was not. really, then I'll just go, I was really upset at <laughs> the middle band. Yeah. That is where all of my frustration was. Yeah. And so, and, and I don't obviously want
2: to dig too deep into this in <laughs> just case, in case, cause this yeah. will be archived. I'm sure. Great people. Awesome people. Great hearts. Insane. Great hearts. Insane. Uh,
3: great hearts. Mentally unstable. <laughs> mentally <laughs> unstable. <laughs> insane musicians. Uh, In, absolutely insane musicians. Yeah. But we asked them to switch because Jason brought just a plethora of people. And, and it, was, it was incredible. And so we're thinking, let's have Jason go up second. And then those people will stay for Jason. And then we'll go up right after Jason goes on. And and hopefully we'll have a good crowd by the time we go on.
2: Long story short, they said No we won't do that. Can't do that. Um, and, and so at that point it became, okay, so who's going to be the the bigger tool. And we just decided to kind of like not continue that and just said, okay, and that's fine. But I think when you're playing live shows and especially for guys that, I mean, like we grew up kind of playing like church music Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm you know and and even to this day like we still work for churches and and do some of that stuff and so it makes it it makes it hard because you go out into like a bar scene and in the church it's like if you ever asked a guy playing like a little coffee house gig like hey could you go first you know like you didn't bring anybody and he'd be like oh brother yeah you know that's <laughs> a, and you get you get out to like a, the bar scene and you're like hey could you like F and no like yeah. you know we're not and so yeah, yeah. Um, it was frustrating
3: but but a great learning so yeah, yeah great yeah, learning and big just huge success from denver because i think you know we can get more into this as we talk about the different shows but like in denver my big wins were the venue venue really enjoyed us and um like immediately was like, dude, we would love to have you back. Um, and the sound guy, sound guy, loved us. And so, like, I know those seem like if you don't, if you're not a musician, those seem like, oh, cool, two people liked you. But those are big deals for me. I, I, yeah. I want, I want to make, I want to make good impers- imp- impressions with venues. Um, and uh, but, like, legitimately, as we, so what sucked to sum it all up was like, as we're watching this middle band play jason's folks are just like
2: just leave just just gone. walking
3: out so really? i'm in the back of the room just like dying inside mm-hmm. because half the room is walking out as they're playing not because they're bad but because it's just they don't necessarily fit the bill and that's on me and and they're jason's people you know jason went first that's what they came for that that's not a uh, not a big deal it, that doesn't hurt and my it, feelings but it, it was
2: excessively late the yeah, show it was, because very it, was late. Uh, it was monday night Labor Day <laughs> Show started at 9 Yeah And there were three bands so Like we didn't go on Until 10, 15, 10, 20 So I was just Just such a bad Combination yeah. of things I feel bad We probably shouldn't Go through every show No Do your thing
3: dude No, no. Cause this Well I mean there's not A whole lot Yeah there's no, not a whole lot To go through I mean That I think Denver It was just a really big It was a big night Yeah Well and y'all and, drove From St. Louis yeah. to
0: Denver yeah. after
3: talk about Saturday night oh, man.
1: what
0: y'all
3: were both doing Saturday night Oh yeah, you were at a John Mayer concert yeah we went to see John
2: Mayer in. I live in St. Louis so we went to see John Mayer in Chicago and then I had to lead at church the next morning and so the show got done at like 11 me and my wife got in the car and drove through the night got in like 3.30 slept got up led and then we left to drive to denver immediately after that so i mean it was just a marathon of a weekend
3: and then i was in a wedding saturday saturday and you had to lead sunday morning as well right no i just totally put that on logan did i lead i think we both did no i led you just played piano
2: okay right
1: (laughs) just wow (laughs) listen bro
2: he might as well have been playing uh, i appreciate my ministry dude
3: (laughs) get out of here dude you basically played auxiliary percussion Okay.
0: Are
2: keys considered percussion? No. I think they are,
0: actually. Yeah. Cuz it's, it's a hammer. Instrument. even though it's
1: They're also a string it's it's instrument.
2: Yeah, but it's it's like a hammer hitting.
3: You were playing a freaking novation, so it doesn't matter regardless. Omisphere. Bring it, like, wow. bring the
0: spirit. Man. So all that to say, <laughs> Y'all were yeah. super tired. Then super you drive tired. straight to Denver. Oh. Then all that happens Doesn't go with well. the band, yeah. the people. And then you head to Tulsa. Yes. Do a coffee shop, which
1: yes. was
3: dope, right? It was dope. Like I, not, Tulsa was the one none of us were expecting to be like, uh, not, we just weren't expecting it to be a big turnout or like, it's a coffee shop. It's like a barista parlor style coffee shop. So it was in like, basically like a garage feel, um but like pretty open, and so we weren't doing like a strip down set, but it certainly wasn't like we weren't playing full like you know no nope. yeah. we didn't mike Logan's amp in a coffee shop or anything right. like that, and so um it was but it was sneaky, like it was such a good show,
2: yeah, there were probably i mean it wasn't like a ton of people came, there were probably thirty thirty five people that were there, but the again, the big thing was that the venue really liked us. And those guys were super cool, incredible guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was even telling, they said after the show, they were like, man, we've had so many people come in here and, you know, do little shows in the shop or whatever. And he's like, they're always terrible. So we, <laughs> we don't really like promote them or anything. And, um, but they were like, we would love to have you guys and mm-hmm. we would promote it and we would do it. And, you know, so you walk away from something and it's like, well, that's a win. Yeah, Like we've, We've won yeah. some some very influential people in Tulsa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cirque
3: so. Coffee, it's a coffee shop in Tulsa, Cirque. downtown Tulsa. Cirque,
2: yeah, they're awesome. Was they're their great. coffee good? It was yeah, dude. They are like you would. Coffee was great, and then they had like
3: um, <laughs> it was just spoke toast. Oh my gosh, this bread okay. was insane. Okay, yeah. they roast. They do. Yeah, they, they roast. They just started roasting in the last like I don't know three to six months or something like that. That's yeah, cool. Um,
0: so for. For those listeners that are not musicians, why did you do this tour? Because I think some people are thinking, why would you drive to Denver or Tulsa for 30 or less people to sit and reluctantly listen to your music?
3: Yeah, I...
2: What does that mean? Which I will, just to preface (laughs) this, the whole tour was not 30 people. No, no. it wasn't. But it was, But that show in particular was just I
3: mean, yeah, I think there was probably 40 people at the Tulsa show, which in my mind is infinitely better than 30. (laughs) But, uh, no, so,
1: uh,
3: and I'll talk about that in a second. Like the tour, whenever, you know, we released an EP, gosh, what was it? Like February? Yeah. February. And, uh, I Logan cautioned me before doing this, and I just completely disregarded anything he told me. Um, But he's like, "You need to set goals. Like, you need to set goals for this EP." And I didn't really do that. And so, I I mean, I set a goal. Like, I had a number of like people that I wanted to download it or to buy the EP, or you know, I wanted to sell out of hard copies, which I did, which was great. Um, But but I, all of my goals were like. the epitome of the least that I could do. And I did a lot better than, I I think it did a a ton better than I thought it would. I think it did a ton better than we thought it would. And so when that happened, I was like, well, crap, like, because I didn't prepare well, like I I didn't set goals. Like I didn't prepare for it to do well. And when it did, it was awesome, but I didn't have the structure in place to like, kind of ride that a little bit. Uh And so this tour was kind of, I needed to, um, one, I needed something else to do. Like I, I didn't want to just become, um, uh, stagnant. Is that the word? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't want to just sit and do nothing. Um, I wanted to continue to do stuff with it. Um, and tour made sense and, um, getting it in the hands of people that aren't in my immediate circle, um, was a big deal. Um, and so as we, kind of talked that stuff out to her, just kind of made sense. And so we kind of looked at cities where we knew people and we thought we could pull. Well, um,
2: yeah. And two things, the, the goal conversation I'd heard somebody talk about, um, Gavin McGraw when he released chariot. Um, they were saying how they just, they didn't have any like measurable goals on what success for that record would look like. And it ended up, you know, in the first couple weeks it sold a million records like it was just a smash Mm -hmm. but nobody had ever said hey if it sells 500,000 units like we're going out and Mm. you know like it's on me or whatever it was and so and so they were saying man so this thing sold a million records which is crazy it's unbelievable but there was nothing for them to ever be happy about and say like man that was a great success because they just never set those goals Mm. so that was my encouragement initially like man have something obviously it's not going to be that but have something yeah. that's like you know we're going to get sushi when it hits <laughs> something this. that you can celebrate yeah totally yeah. so that was that but then the the tour thing too is like man you have to get in front of people that would otherwise not hear your music and um i think for us we realized hey the next step is like man we we want to be opening for some people we want to yeah. be um you know, just, just out playing and living in St. Louis. It's not like Nashville where you just like are meeting Mm -hmm. people at coffee shops and like, Hey, you want to do, let's do, let's do a gig, you know, whatever. So it's to do it. You kind of have to leave and, and go to the shows. And so that's why we did it. The other thing too, I, I mean, Travis spent a lot of money to, be able to do a tour because you're basically sustaining life on the road for a week for a group of guys, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not super cheap. Um, but he also made that money back and he probably made more on that tour than you maybe made on the record. I I don't know if that's true or not, but,
3: uh, man, I would for sure. Yeah. Like it's tough because I would have to look at numbers and stuff from like streaming and downloads and all that separate bank but accounts and bank accounts and, yeah. and two, offshore. Two cents per offshore accounts yeah the swiss but, but
2: all that to say i mean like <laughs> is selling records and, yeah. and you know this it's but you just don't make a ton of money no. right. doing that so if right. you want to make money you got to kind of get out there and yeah. play for people those t-shirts though bro those t-shirts t-shirts did you make
0: all your money back Uh, After Duck Room? Because we didn't
2: talk after the Duck
0: Room show. Uh, From the the tour, like, from merch and stuff. Because I know Ozark was a huge night. Ozark was a
3: huge night. Thank you, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. I mean, wow. Thank you, retirees.
1: Yes. Cash only.
3: It was great. Um, Yeah, I think think we... The problem was, I... You know, like, Emily and I are not rolling in it. And so, we took a lot of... um, (laughs) I, I was... Just really just like doing gigs, like whether they're, you know, church gigs or whatever. And like a lot of the money from the EP we set aside for something else. And, um, and so a lot of it's just kind of been like rolling. And so that, that's what the money that I will have made back, like from t-shirts or stuff like that, that's going to roll into the next thing we do, you Mm -hmm. know, and stuff like that. And so a lot of the music money kind of stays, um, together and like, I'm just going to, can kind I of keep putting that money back into music stuff? Um, but yeah, I think like, I think by the end of this, like I still have probably half the amount of t-shirts that I ordered. Um, if I, I get s- one of those, by the way, I yeah. still don't have a t-shirt. You didn't get a t-shirt. Uh-uh. Well, they're $40. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. Yeah. You can for sure get a t-shirt. Um, what a blessing. Yeah. Such. I just want to be a blessing to you. Yeah. Just want to Serve out. me. Yeah. I just uh, want to serve you well. Close, close
0: you, servant's heart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just close you the righteousness. <laughs> oh man no uh, yeah so like i think by the time that that's over i will for sure have made my money back sweet um which will be nice to, win. to break even and not um you know just so have to sell our house or refinance our house to i think a lot lobbying. of people
0: that aren't musicians or have not toured before or just don't know the music world yeah. assume that if you're on tour I do that with air quotes for those of us that aren't watching via video. Yeah. Which is nobody. Uh, they assume that if you're on tour, you're like signed or you're I rolling in it or you're like, Mm-mm. somebody's paying you to be there. And it's just not, it's no, not the case. <laughs> no, that so that didn't happen. Being out for even just for those three shows yeah. gave me a lot of perspective. I mean, we were in two separate vehicles. Yeah. My was amp was in the back seat of a, Honda Accord or whatever print drives. You yeah, guys are in a minivan. It's not like luxurious, no. Man. Except for Ozark. Was,
3: thanks to Travis' dad. Lake of Travis's the Ozarks was, was incredibly dope, but, luxurious, yeah. but that, that was, was like a, we we all needed that so bad. Yeah. But but yeah, man. Like it was. I think to wrap up the the why. Like it. it I just needed, like Logan said, I wanted to get it out in front of other people and. um I think we did that, you know, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, um, good feedback we received, um, from the places we played and the people that saw us and, um, yeah. And real quick
2: too, the other thing that I think drove that was that the record that we made is awesome. Like it's, I think it's still stands up. Like I still listen to it and enjoy it and all of that, but I feel like the live show, yeah. is something that, man, if you come see it, like, you will come back. Yeah. And so if we can, and this was my philosophy the whole tour, was, like, if there's somebody that maybe came for the opener and they're maybe going to give us uh, a song and a half or two songs to decide if they're going to stick it out for the rest of the night or leave, like, I think a minute into the first song, we'll have them. Yeah. Type mm-hmm. thing. And I know that sounds, like, prideful and whatever, but you were there. Yeah. And, You know, we open with a song called "You Had To," and um, it's it starts down, but man, when the band comes in, it is so powerful, it's so big, and it's something that I think people want to stick around for. So that was the other thing for me. Like, man, if we can just get five minutes, like you'll stay. So, oh, there it is. You like that? (laughs)
0: How smooth is that?
2: That's nice. Yeah. So,
0: Travis starts with this by himself. i'll roll it real quick no keys we didn't have keys the first two nights that i was on the road so it's just him and his acoustic him yeah. and his acoustic
3: it wasn't enough to get us through
0: so like nobody's listening correct, and then... <laughs>
3: correct. i mean no joke
0: yeah My <laughs>
3: I'm good enough for you
0: yeah it's funny because you'd see people having conversations and then by the time we dropped into that groove <laughs> yeah everybody's like what what's yeah, they're, going they're on they're with yeah. it yeah. 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 yeah that was so that was my super fun man. that was my
3: big and I even had this conversation with Jason night one in Denver is like that's my biggest like as a musician yeah that is my favorite thing. Yeah. Like, when oh, we yeah. play the Lalo show, like, I came out and did Selfish Art. And I knew, like, I knew Verse 1, Chorus 1. I'm not... They're going to be talking. But, man, I want to get them. Yeah. Like, I want... Every night, I want that to happen at least once. Like, for everybody in the room to be, at, like, attentive on what we're doing. And it we had great venues. And so, it wasn't like we were fighting. We were fighting against... You know the crowd any night, but um, yeah, it's just an incredible feeling when conversations are going on, sure. and then the room changes and conversations stop, and our stage chatter starts up a little bit, mm-hmm. and people think like we're we're kind of like bringing them into what's happening on stage, and and that's why like even I remember saying to Brad, uh, Brad Baker played keys with us in St. Louis, it's like dude like stage chatter has to be at an all time high like. I think when that happens, like, people think they're, like, people, you're bringing people up, like, up on stage with you almost, and uh-huh. it's, it's just special, and, yeah. and that, that is what, like, as much as I love the EP and I love the record, I don't love being on the road all that much, but I love playing with, with y'all up on stage, it's yeah. just, it's one of the most... Um, fulfilling and fun and energetic, and whatever you know, adjective you want to use. Like, it's just it is the the actual, like, the literal best. Like, I love it.
2: Yeah, man, thank you. So, awesome. yeah. there's a couple things too that are funny about this just listening to the record, but we play this so much quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which is just it's just like pure adrenaline. Yeah, oh, yeah. but like, when that first thing came in, I was like,
1: yeah, okay, it's there. <laughs>
2: um, so, but dude, the other thing that's cool is we got, um, some mixes from the Fayetteville show, which was the first one you were yeah. on, Caleb. And, um, it was just cool because I listened to the whole thing and like after the first song, you hear sort of the level of applause after the song Yeah. literally it just keeps like growing as the yeah. show goes on, yeah. which is, which is really cool. I think it's a, it's a testament to you, Travis, and just the live show and the energy that that's up on stage. So, yeah.
3: Fun man, George's was fun, Fayetteville was a good show. I kind of felt
0: like uh, on stage it was almost like we were rehearsing, Mm -hmm. but people were there watching it. Yeah, like that's how it felt every night. Because I remember I I was trying to prep for the songs, and you sent out like I don't know 721 songs that you wanted to do
3: (laughs) and and gave like I cut two songs, a
0: couple directions. Two songs. And like, I'm used to, we're all used to just freeforming because yep. we've been in church. Yep. Yeah. But when you're playing a show, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a little more prepared. And I knew that y'all were going to be out for two dates before me. So yep. I was like, okay, I'm hopping onto this thing that's already, it's already kind of been happening. And yep. so I remember talking to you about parts. And then you were like, just talk to Logan. So I called Logan and he was like, <laughs> hey, just kind of like feel it out. We'll just talk on stage. And I was like, okay cool just pretty nervous about that yeah and then which i'm um,
2: that's terrible
0: it's no awesome. it's cool what like, yeah, it like, it well, we did we rehearsed yeah and you were like you good and i was like yup. yep yeah. and i was totally
2: not Call good like that a rehearsal is ah, ah. well that's the thing is so <laughs> we, we had, had about like, 40 minutes so to like just run everything this once. is
0: this yeah. is rehearsal so ryan clicks off the first song we play this And they're like, you good? <laughs> We've like three measures. And I'm like, I guess, I guess I'm good. Um, that's so funny. But then we got on stage in Fayetteville. We, we, you know, ran half a song for, for soundcheck yeah. and we got into it and you were, we didn't know the set list. I knew the first four were going to be EP. And then you mm. were just going to shout out songs after that. Yeah. And everything just fell into place. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. And it's, it's cool for us because it's like number one I'll say I don't think that's great advice for a lot of for most bands even. Like Correct. you should yeah, know I what you're doing. That, yeah. Yes. But it's a very like special group of musicians and I don't say that because I'm there. I'm like hanging because Ryan and Peter yeah. oh, and
3: yeah. like Ryan everyone's in sure. well, yeah. I um, I wish I could like I remember exactly where I was when Ryan told me that he was in. And like, I almost, I almost cried. Yeah. Cause I just, I knew immediately that that was the ticket. Yeah. Like I, I this is again, going to sound super douchey and prideful, but the, like I heard Jimmy Fallon on a podcast once or maybe it was an interview on TV or something, but he was talking about like, he had just gotten the tonight show and they've been doing the tonight show for like two or three months. And he's like. He was asked, what's your biggest stress? What's the most stressful thing about like what's the worst part about doing the tonight show? He's like, dude, I just want everybody to be happy. I, I feel like everybody that works for us, I want them to enjoy it as much as I do. And that is the biggest point of anxiety, is that he just wanted everybody to enjoy it as much as he did. And that I could not I don't know that there's anything that I can relate with more than that sentiment that my biggest anxiety for the tour was that three days in everybody's going to be like, what did we get ourselves into? And so I knew when Ryan said he was in, I knew like just from a musician, just from a music standpoint that Peter's life was so much better. Like and your life was so much better. And so I, I just, like I said, if, if I'm not playing with these guys, obviously I'm going to be, I'm going to prepare a little bit better than we did. But I just, I mean, I knew that like these dudes, like Logan, Peter, Ryan, you, Caleb, like I I knew that something special was going to happen just because you're all freakishly insane. But
2: well, and that's every night was different. Mm -hmm. Like every night had the potential to, to really become like any number of things mm-hmm. because the songs are sort of this framework for like how we're going to get into it. But mm-hmm. then once we're into it, it's like, man, it could literally, we could end the song and, and Caleb just goes into some thing, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that brings us back into something and then we're back into the chorus, whatever. But it's like every night can be different. So I think that's awesome for, for us, from a musical perspective, but I also think it it makes it really fun for people that are watching it yeah. mm-hmm. because and I got this feedback from Blueberry Hill the last night that like people felt like they were there with us like it wasn't just this thing that we had you know knocked out at like a sound stage and timed it to the mm-hmm. second right. but we got up there and like they're watching us communicate and like people are grinning and like leaning forward to see what's going to happen next yeah. and so I think it makes it so much fun for Mm -hmm. the audience too I went
0: to see uh, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors the other night at uh, Delmar Hall and Drew's guitar player Nate Duggar is one of my favorite guitar players He's of the Duggar? yes no no. Um, 12 brothers and sisters he's one of the most underrated players Mm. I've ever heard and he reminds me a lot of you because in recordings you can tell that he's a solid player And you can tell he's good. He writes good parts. But watching him live, he unleashes. And it's just like, what? Like, you're just looking at your friends, just laughing. And like, I feel that way when I watch you play. And so I watched him play the other night. And he hopped from pedal steel to keys to electric to acoustic. And he played a solo on every one of those instruments. Mm -hmm. He played electric most of the time. But um, was the only guitar player, filled all the space. And was doing a lot of, like, bluegrass, country, jazz combo in his playing. Just, like, so weird. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about yeah. your show. I'm all about all of those things that you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about your show, and that's how I felt even being on stage was, like, almost like I was outside of it watching it happen. Mm-hmm. And you have that, like... Like, none of us knew what was going to happen next, so at any moment ryan could like call out something yeah. or like look at me or logan would look at me and be like hey mm-hmm. you take this And i'm like i guess we're doing this yeah and you really realize what you're capable of mm-hmm. whenever
2: that well, happens you go into survival mode and the prime example is the second night that you were out so this would be like the fourth show we did was at lake of the ozarks <laughs> came on the lake the venue was awesome so yeah. we're it's outside the stage is literally on the water like it's Behind us is a marina with boats and stuff, and it was awesome. Um, and so, and we play the show, and it was great. Um, had a ton of fun. It was sunset behind us and like, it was just awesome. But then we, we finished our set because we're out doing, and I'm exhausted. Everyone's tired. I'm
3: thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to sing tomorrow. Travis
2: doesn't have a voice. Like it's just crazy. And this guy comes up with money. He's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'll give you guys a lot of money to play for another hour. Well, let me interrupt for one second. So yeah, this is great. I actually forgot about this. So
0: we are in the middle of our second to last song. So the last song was acapella. Yeah. So the second to last song, I don't even remember what we played that night, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. And Logan threw me a solo. So I'm like...
3: I, just, I can't make you love me. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, he yeah. had
0: just said, he had just looked at me and said, you take this. Yeah. So I'm thinking, who, okay. Who? Logan, Logan said Logan that? Logan said that to me. Okay. So I'm trying to go into solo mode. I'm like, okay, what pedal am I going to use? Where am I going to go? Okay, we're in... You know, thinking about key,
2: like pathways, and it all that starts, stuff. it starts big too. Yeah. So yeah. It's
0: like, yeah so I'm looking down at my board I am mid-stop on my boost pedal about to go into a solo and I see this guy standing at the edge of the stage waving a wad of cash <laughs> and he looks like one of those rich lake dads. He's oh, wearing yeah. that like PFG long
2: sleeve like, sunscreen God shirt. God loves the, the rich lake dad. <laughs> like Dude.
0: should have had a visor on. Yes. And
2: Life is good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's like
1: <laughs> 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 Kill him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dude, um, I just,
3: That's my that's my childhood. Got a a big dog's T-shirt on. A <laughs> big <dogs. laughs> oh Salty dog. So, Salty Dog Cafe.
0: So he's looking at me, waving this cash, and I can't understand what he's saying because it's just so loud on stage. Yeah. My amp is just it's crushing just just me. The stage base. <laughs> And all so I show? ignore him and keep playing, go into my solo, whatever, do the
2: thing, and then which I would have never done. I would have. Put my guitar down. <laughs> Taking that wad of cash, Sure. What is this cash? For? Well, people had been drinking, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "I don't."
0: No, I respect and it like for a it. looks lot of money saying, I'm it a much like cheaper it. <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I
1: it looks like a lot
0: of money, and so I thought he was saying something like, "Kill this solo, and I'll give you this money." I don't know. Kill this <laughs> solo. Crush it. But like he knew anything about solos or music. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the song ends. And you see him, yeah. And you lean down and go,
3: "What?" No, this was after our last song. We, it was after the last song. So he waits. So we do the last okay. song. He waits. We up do up the at last the stage song.
2: Where nobody is there. Nobody's so, by himself. Yeah,
3: there's like there's a kind of a chasm between where people are at and the stage. Not because like people weren't. That's just not where the seats were. That's not what the venue like. So there's a lot of space between where people are and where the stage is. So like he comes down into this chasm and like walks up to the stage and is like holding a wad of cash and he goes i will give you all of this money if you play another hour and my exact words were you'll give me all that money if we play another hour and he said yes i said awesome give us five minutes so he takes the money and turns around and goes we're playing for another hour and we were like
0: what exactly because we were out of songs played all the
3: songs no songs no left. songs left and so <laughs> i go but i look at you guys and show you the money and i'm like it's not an insignificant amount of money no and so logan immediately is like oh yeah we're playing for another hour and peter peter as well was like Oh, we're obviously doing this. Yeah. Well, everyone, we yeah, were, we we were in. all in. Yeah. And so we, we need to figure it out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, they rolled house music for five minutes. We, we walked off stage and we're like, what are we going to do? And we just started like listing off these songs, <laughs> like just covers and songs and things that like, maybe everyone knew. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like everyone had probably heard cause we all like similar things. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, some of these things, I had never played on a guitar before.
0: No, no, And We were really trying to find stuff that Travis knew the lyrics to. Yeah. And then Which was tough. after like three recommendations, <laughs> we're like, just pull it up on your phone. Nobody's going to care. Like, yeah. just
3: read the lyrics. <laughs> we played we play some Eagles tunes. Eagles. We played Take It Easy. We David played Romero. some David Ramirez stuff. David Ramirez. Yeah. Um, but it was incredible because
2: I I don't think it was like... Great music, no. by any stretch of the imagination. It, we were definitely getting by. It was rough, but like, I don't think it sucked either. No. Like, I think it was pretty solid, and it's it's a testament to that group of guys because we got up, had never, some of us never played these songs, much less together,
3: <laughs> and just like went and did it. What and was that song that you? Goodness, what was the Ramiro's tune that you put like literally? five steps way too high. Uh, bad days. Bad days? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. Oh, my goodness. So, literally, we're starting, there's gonna be days when you hate me. And the chorus is a lot higher than a that. A lot higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> get
2: it. Get it. Go for it. Yeah, this, this is an older
0: 58.
3: You got a
1: 58. Come on, go for it.
2: doesn't treat my voice well.
3: I basically had to take the chorus I mean, down. The
2: SM7 guy. So
0: every time. And this is after... Like before the show, you didn't think you had a voice. So we do an hour and then we do another hour. In my
3: mind, I was like, I'm I'm taking this money to ruin the show tomorrow night. That's what I'm taking this money for. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, let's have, (laughs) yes, yes. (laughs) I've done a lot more for a lot less. And so I was like, yes, let's do that. Well, and we didn't have, it was an early show. We didn't really have anything else to do.
0: No. And yeah. I think we all wanted to play more. That's why we yeah. were cool with it. And, if we were fried, we would have said no.
3: And yeah. I looked at, I asked Brent and I go, cause the, before the last song ended, I was like, Hey guys, thanks for coming out. Um, merch tables open. And dude, Lake Ozark, they just went to that merch table and went nuts. And so I look at Brent and I was like, Hey, how do we do with the merch table? And he's like, really well. <laughs> and so I was just trying to ride that high, man. And, and do really well again. It um, ended up being, like, like I for sure would not have made my money back on the tour if it weren't for Lake of the Ozarks. No,
2: it was a great night. And and this was just funny, but, like, we finished that whole gig, clean up, whatever. And um and we had this room at the resort. The room was super nice, and it was cool. We all got to stay together. But we walked over to get some drinks at this bar. <laughs> And we walk in, and there's <laughs> these three girls, oh, well, women like that are wearing your t-shirt. It's
3: <laughs> so funny. As
2: as in, they bought the shirt, and then we're like, we've "I'm get, gonna
3: change." We've got to put, put this on, on right the now. Bar. Oh my gosh! And so sh- it
2: was just funny, but it, I mean, it's it's cool. Like, yeah, you don't do that for something that's just terrible. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> you might. You might. Well, and I got a small glimpse
0: into like popular bands that have like fangirls and mm-hmm. super fans that are like we're just dudes cuz like they freaked out when they saw you and they were like they are like oh my god that's the band I was like yeah. no really we're well, and it's cuz i had the hat on you had the hat yeah yeah and you still had i the remember hat.
3: we walk in after sound check we walk into the resort to drop all our bags off and one of the guys at the uh, <laughs> one of the guys at the like the bellhop or whatever goes. That's the band. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I could hear him whisper it to his buddy, and I was like, "Oh, did my hat give it away? <laughs> was that it? Was it my hat or my skinny well, jeans?" Well, everybody
0: else is in like lake garb, exactly. and we're wearing like all black. Everybody's skinny wearing Margaritaville
3: collared shirts, yeah, and we are showing up like we're about to tear this place. Lake Vake, yeah. They have
0: their sunglasses on those little like what do you call those? Oh, cool my necklace
3: god! <laughs> the thing. next day, yeah. That's hilarious. No, it was, um, it was a good night. Um, yeah. What did you think of the Duck Room gig? That was St. Louis. Could not have been happier. Yeah. Could not have been happier with the Duck Room. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, way, way more people, way more pull than I thought we'd have. Um, definitely hit our goal there. I think, oh, having Brad open was perfect because – Oh, I just love Brad, man. Brad's insane. I just hit my mic. I'm so sorry, Caleb. Don't hate me forever. Um, I just, it was so good. Like, again, we're about, you know, Ross is about to go on. Or, I'm sorry, Brad's about to go on. And just nobody. Nobody's there. Every show we had. George's was the worst in Fayetteville. 8 p.m. We're supposed to start. Not a soul in the building. Not a soul. Not one person. Not a Human, <laughs> in the building, and couple I'm, a couple bartenders in the bartender. front of house guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bartender, and the bartender's looking at me like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, like this is a college town as it is, and you're not even going to bring them. Yeah, and so, but it was crazy. By the time we went, what do you say? There was like 70 in the 70, door. Yeah, about 20. yeah, 70 in the door. By the time we went, just on. great for that room. Yeah, just small it was room, awesome. So. It was great. Like, um, yeah, man, Blueberry Hill, same way. Like, you know when I was nervous for sure, but when we went on, it was like, you know, 175 is what we had through the door. And yeah, so that's great, it was, man. dude, it was, it was so, so good. Like musically, I think it was our, my favorite night. Yeah. Um, heaven keys just adds a yeah. whole ton. You and know? Brad on the, on the piano solo. Oh bro. Killed it.
0: He, uh, he sent a message out to the band afterwards and uh, it was like, I lost i lost my solo virginity tonight because he had never played a solo before and i was standing next to him and was like you take this because it was in amicalola because yeah. remember we did it in soundcheck and right, i was like this right. is a great song for piano solo so he just starts going and you're like keep going and he played oh, yeah. like he played like
2: 30 measures <laughs> yeah it was, it was awesome great, man. i loved it <laughs> a little piano rock solo <laughs> i loved it we and then uh we had an encore that night which was fun oh my gosh and that was we, scary and we can't again, because obviously we had not planned for any of that. And mm-hmm. so we, um, I mean, we played all of our songs in the set and we, we, end we've been ending the show with, um, everyone gets kind of around a mic and we've got this sort of acapella thing with Travis playing and it's really cool. Like it's, it's yep. a great way to end the show anyway. So, but we, we had done slow dancing in a burning room the night before yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Dude, we started when it dropped. People were oh, Yeah, it, it was, was great. so much fun. It was awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine that guy playing that song? Like, oh my gosh! Fifteen thousand people and like, boom, bam! bam people just freak out.
0: Did he play it at the Chicago gig? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, my goodness, David Ryan Harris did
2: that though. Oh yeah, thing. Uh, just incredible. Shirts goodness. on the stage. Yeah, dude. All
0: of it was it, awesome, dude. man. Shirts, shirts, panties, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, men's shirts. Men's shirts. Men's skinny jeans. So, outside of playing guitar for Travis Teal Page... Yep. I'm just going to start calling you that all the time now.
3: Which know, is like his your, main squeeze, always. <laughs> um, That's the main thing that Logan does. Right. Um, you do like a thousand other things. No, but the main thing is play his guitar mm-hmm. with That's Travis Teal Page.
0: And, and then there's other minor gigs. Smaller, other other small that. things. So, you have... I'm going to flatter you for a second. So, you have drummed you've drummed on tour i have you've played bass on tour
3: no let's not skip over that you have drummed on a no gem- we're going to get a... back we're going to get okay, back to okay okay sorry you
0: drummed on tour you played bass on tour what you had, had you ever played bass before for a show before no, that tour no first... <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's insane one, tell yeah. me about that first the bass thing yeah how did that how did that happen uh well it was it's it was like a christian conference thing um and a buddy of mine t- just asked me like hey would you be up for doing this thing and i just kind of assumed it would be guitar because that's yeah. what i play and then we got into the conversations it sounded awesome and uh, and then it was like hey it's just gonna be bass and <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and i'm like oh sweet you know, like I don't play bass sick. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I wanted to do it and I really like the people and whatever. And so I went out and did it and bass is funny cause I think it's the easiest instrument to like, uh, become passable at. Yeah. But it's one of the hardest Survive. instruments to become
1: like oh, great yeah. at to yeah. really like lock in. Get in
2: there. And, uh, and luckily the drummer, his name was Brock Cole, and he's just got an awesome pocket. And so he was super easy to play with. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, fun. And how many dates did you do on that? Well, that was like six weeks or something. Yeah. That was like six or seven weeks. Yeah. And that, that was hard because it, it's this whole like camp thing and they had a full semi truck of production, but no crew. So like, <laughs> so,
1: so we are classic the classic. Oh camp. my
2: gosh, dude. And so, you know, I remember driving from here to Denver to, um, we played outside of Los Angeles in Orange, California. And so it's like you're driving crazy long way and then you get there and have to unload a semi truck and You're setting up lights and PA Oh and dude, everything. Really? I everything. didn't know that. There was this moment too we had these um these like mobile staging platforms and on top of the staging platforms we didn't know but they had put all the extra like XLR power like, so there were probably 200 pounds, maybe more of just like cable that we didn't know. And so me and my buddy Bryce are on our backs, scooting this thing out from the top of the semi with our legs. And all of a sudden, like we get the full weight of it and we're, we're just instantly screaming like, we're dying. We're <laughs> dying. Like anyone, anyone these people rush up no, to and get it. But yeah, dude, to was it crazy man gosh and And you're playing for like what two thousand kids because you're doing like arenas yeah yeah we were doing yeah like kind of smaller like college arenas and things um but yeah and then like you'd finish playing and you're exhausted and and then you'd have to like break everything down load a semi dude it was it was crazy hard work that's insane yeah so you do
0: you, you drums, you get bass, of course, guitar. We could talk about that for a long time. But let's go back to the drum thing. Okay. So you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you double majored in jazz
2: drums and jazz guitar at Emory? Yeah. Um, I did. I mean, I went in. Well, kind of a long story. I went in to do like econ and stuff. And then it got to a point I failed a class, which was terrible. How dare you? <laughs> which for me, I'm an overachiever at everything. And so it it was awful. So I changed my major, um, and kind of decided like, man, if I'm going to be out playing music, I want to do something in school that allows me to be gone a little bit more and still be successful at. So I did the jazz guitar thing and then was able to like finish all of that stuff. Like by the end of my sophomore year, junior year. And did that help jazz guitar? Oh, man, it was awesome. I mean, you oh. can hear it in your playing. For anybody that's heard oh, you play, like you can definitely hear it. I learned so much, and the cool thing about Emory's program is that um, it, it's a little bit smaller, and so my professors like, would take me out to play gigs with them oh, in town, awesome. which was incredible. I like, got, you know, weekly get to go out and play these gigs with them, and they were just killing. So, yeah, I learned a ton there, but then when I finished that, I really got on with our drum professors, and it was Justin Chisarek, and incredible drummer in atlanta and you know he was like well dude you can keep doing the guitar thing if you want but he's like i'd love to teach you drums because i've always played a little bit and so he would always like i'd be in the drum studio and he'd come in you know and hear me playing or whatever and so um yeah so he convinced me to do that so my last two years i like did like a drum curriculum um at school
0: and then tough to maintain guitar playing at other because you were still playing guitar out
2: right yeah was that tough to do both just musically no i had kind of gotten to a point in guitar where like i had a good amount i, I knew what i was yeah. doing you know so i definitely i probably had i not done that i probably would be much better at guitar now because i all my practice would have been devoted to that but i just like so many different types of things mm-hmm. that it, I, I wanted to do it. So, so then you're leaving out a huge part of this. So you, yeah. So then, then what happens? Yeah. Yeah. So drums, um, my, the director of our jazz program, Gary Motley is his name. He's incredible. Like played with uh Lincoln center. Like he's just done a ton of stuff. Um, but he, he essentially asked me like, Hey, I'm going to Columbia in South America to do this like two week jazz tour and then it was also like a teaching sort of mission so like he would go to colleges and do clinics during the day and then go do these gigs at night and um, it was him another piano player John Paul McGee who's also ridiculous but anyway so he was just like absolutely fire insane piano player and uh, but he was like man I'd love to have you come again I'm thinking guitar awesome sounds great he's like you'd be playing drums I'm like okay And (laughs) and so this was like eight eight months before the tour, I guess. And so I had eight months that I, I worked really hard and practiced a lot. Um, but that was a crazy trip because it was the same thing. Like we got down there and it, I guess cause we were, <laughs> we were like Americans or I don't know, but dude, we were filling up like 1500 seat theaters and things and doing these gigs. And, um, I was in way over my head. I was not the caliber of musician that everyone else was. We finished this one gig and, um, this guy comes up who looks like he's on serious drugs and we're playing at a Catholic church, like a huge Catholic church, a thousand people. there, probably filled it up. And he comes up and he's like, Hey, the father of the church wants to take you out for dinner. And our saxophone player, Neil is like, Oh man, it's, you know, really appreciate it. We, we kind of ate before and he, the guy stops me. He's like, the father's taking you out to dinner. So we're like, okay and so this and dude it, it got scary this limo shows up and we get in there they take us to this country club that's like overlooking the city and we're the only people there they start popping wine bringing it around there's like ladies that are serving that you know like it was literally out of a movie and this father's there just we didn't even really talk he just like wanted to be there with us and Jeez. it felt like if you didn't eat and like drink this wine there's gonna be problems yeah that thing um yeah it's crazy that's
0: wow nice. yeah. <clears throat> so you do that do the base thing
2: uh you were in atlanta for four years yeah so i went down there yeah for school and then i was actually gonna stay down there after i graduated to do what a number of things, but I played guitar at a church there called Passion City. And so that, that
0: might've heard of it. might've <laughs> might, heard of you, it. You may know. He know. says
2: it so casually. Oh, it was a church
0: called Passion <laughs> City.
3: I don't know if you've heard of Louis Giglio or Chris Tomlin or <laughs> Christian Stanfield.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. And so, um, played guitar there and, and I wanted to keep doing that, to be honest. And so I was trying to figure out if that was going to make sense or not. Um, and at the end of the day, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, she had moved from Chicago to St. Louis. Um, we had been long distance for a year and a half. It got, I mean, long distance is just tough. Yeah. And then a, a buddy of mine, really great friend had planted a church in St. Louis and he offered me this job to come back and be with her and say, so it's everything kind of aligned for that to happen Mm -hmm. and so ended up moving back after school and here you are here i am i want you to tell the audition
0: story from passion city yeah it was crazy i love that story
2: (laughs) yeah so So you
0: tried to stay get away from playing guitar right you like took a break when you first got to atlanta yeah
2: well when i left st louis i was and it's funny i feel like we flip flop a lot but it's like the end of my high school career i kind of became the like christian guitar player so it's like mm-hmm. I, was, I probably played like three nights a week four nights a week i like, was mm-hmm. crazy i was playing all these different things um and so when i moved like nobody knew i played guitar guitar got ripped out of my hands and um and it really sucked to be honest like i had to kind of rediscover who i was without a guitar and that had become everything i was um i ended up meeting this guy john pritchard who was um chris tomlin's manager at the time and he ended up inviting me to audition for the band um but the audition so what he told me is he was like okay so the the past three passion records just learn those how did he know you play guitar so he there's a a little like acoustic music venue there called eddie's attic and it's um Ever
1: heard of Ever it? Ever heard of it?
3: It's <laughs> where the Civil Wars got their Alistair. <laughs> yeah, J.B. So, like,
2: John Mayer, Bieber, Civil Wars, Sugarland, yeah. ton of people. They have this open mic night on Monday nights, and I didn't, you couldn't have a car my freshman year, um, and so I would walk to Eddie's Attic, which was kind of near my school. Um, anyway, I go to play this open mic. There was a guy there named Reese Nobles who was friends with Pritch, he played before me, and so Pritch ended up seeing me, and then he saw me in the lobby of the church the next weekend. And he was crazy. like, hey, you At you're this the, huge church, yeah. he sees you in the lobby. Yeah. And he's like, well, you were the dude that, you know... Um, And so, it, crazy. And there's a ton kind of more to that story, but down the road... And I had served, like, I would get there in the morning to PCC, and I would, like, blow leaves off the parking lot. And, like, I mean, it it was not... Like this glamorous thing. Were you doing that because you eventually wanted to serve
0: in music, or you were just... Well, I just wanted to, to serve. I just wanted to serve. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and it was. I knew that. You know, years later, I'd be being interviewed on a podcast. Yeah, I wanted to just be able to say that I. I yeah, the servant's heart. The kind of guy that I am. Yeah. Listen. <laughs>
2: It's not glamorous. It's just my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I wanted to do that. And then I eventually like got started doing choir stuff there. So I did a ton. And then Pritch asked me to come audition. And, and so obviously you, you say yes to that. And, but the audition, he told me, okay, learn the last like three passion records. Um, so this would have been white flag and like awakening kind of going back there. And he was like, we're, you'll come in, we're going to do like three songs with you. Um, but we'll like pick the, pick a song, pick a key and, and we'll go. So it's not even just like, Hey, learn the record. It's like, Hey, learn the songs and then be able to like do this in any way, any key, anything like that. So I walk in, and they're like all right we're doing not ashamed like d how they on. have you set up it's in a circle so you're on stage <laughs> and do that the uh, most intimidating audition intimidating and i walk in and it's like tomlin's band so it's like daniel carson and travis nunn and gilder it's like all these guys that i literally saw at scott trade center when i was a kid they've yeah, been all like, over the world man yeah. and daniel and I, I told him this but i was like dude you made me want to play guitar. Like I saw him open for Steven Curtis Chapman. He had this telecaster, which is why I have a blue telecaster now. That's what he played and he was just like, Man, I'm old, you know. I
1: mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so they they called Not Ashamed in D. It's like one, two, three, and you're just like eh, you know, you're like,
1: Oh, okay, yeah, we're good. <laughs>
2: um, so it's crazy. But the way the way they do music there, it's like you kinda have to be because I remember playing where There's no um, rehearsal. So, like, you get there in the morning if you're playing a Sunday. You sound check. So, you maybe do, like, a song, song and a half, get levels, and then you're done. And then the service comes. So, at this point, you've only done one of the four or five songs you're doing. It's like a TTP show. Oh, come on. And then (laughs) you go do it. (laughs) But then I remember, like, coming back up after Louie's message, and we're, like, on the side of the stage. And we were going to do cornerstone or whatever. And they're like, Hey, we're, we're doing the stand and B, and the, then you're out on stage and you just do it, you mm-hmm. know? And so you kind of had to operate that way. Like you had to be able to do anything at any time in any key. And so it's just funny now that that came back around with the, the Travis gig. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do, you know? Mm-hmm. So man, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you miss it? Yeah, I do. But I'm thankful for a lot more things that I have now that I wouldn't have, mm-hmm. like even getting to play with this band, I, I feel like is on paper not even close to the same thing. But I would choose this over doing that any day of the week because we're we're creating something new, like we're paving a new, mm-hmm. it, which is not to say anything mm-hmm. negative towards that at all. Mm-hmm.
3: Trying to no, keep, I, it, keep it together over here.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, and I don't mean that negatively. It's just it's getting misty in here. In terms of music, man, I enjoy what we're doing sure a lot so yeah 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 it's crazy well it's funny how like whenever you're um
0: you know i'm sure at, at pcc you're able to get whatever you want in your ears and it sounds incredible and you have the <laughs> best mics on yeah. you know you can yeah. hand pick any neumann you want
3: That just reminded me of that <laughs> ozark gig
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah oh man we had, on. We had uh, a really good uh, sound guy uh, yeah. at the lake of the ozarks gig a um, really great guy
0: and then you, you, you play on a small tour, you know, like the, like the, the shows that we played and you tell the guy once what, what level you want, you know, the kick to be at your guitar and that's it. You, you play half a song you're like, I guess this is good this enough. This is what we're doing. And yeah. dude, that is like, I have had the former 99% of my life. And so doing what we did has been 1% of my musical life. And I yeah. would take that every day yeah. like just having like instruments on the stage amp blasting you in the face you're in survival mode the whole time you can't really hear sometimes but you know because it's really easy to be nitpicky whenever they can drop you know the kick in your in your ears too db yeah. hey, can you pan that yeah. Like, yeah yeah can you take the bottom <coughs> snare mic and put it behind me
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: it's really gonna affect Filter the way i play this part yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so I want to play something real quick because outside of all that, you also have, um, this, I want you to talk about this for a second.
2: Oh, bringing it back. Ugh. vocals gonna make me cringe
3: no <laughs> I
1: need a new
2: beginning. wasn't as bad as
0: i thought no. <laughs> so that's you singing uh, that's logan singing yeah uh, tell me about tell me are you good by the way are you okay or do you need to head out can
2: you give me like two minutes yeah
0: yeah take two minutes i'm sorry no travis and i will talk about your records okay, okay. Cool. cool cool
3: do your thing were you Gosh. guys friends when he recorded this? Not when he recorded it, when he released it. So I met him, um, me think, oh probably 2010 or 2011, um, and I think this came out in 2012 or 2011, let's check, I think it was 2012 maybe, 2012. When did y'all meet? Um, man, we met, I was, I needed a, a guitar player for a gig. 2014. 2014. I didn't realize it was that late. Then, yes. I that late. Well, I know that he had recorded it for a really long time. Um, like, He was like a year and a half yeah, process. It was we a long process. In so, yeah. um, man, then it couldn't have been 2010. It was probably 2011, 2012. Maybe. Um, I just needed a guitar player for a gig. We had a mutual friend. Who was a mutual friend? Um, the mutual friend? Jonathan Abershaw. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he has some. been like,
1: yes. it's funny
0: because he's out in O'Fallon. Yes. And doesn't hang with us a whole lot because no. he's got his fam, but he has connected yes. so many so of many us people. together. That's how I met like Taylor.
3: the I think it's how Logan too. Oh my goodness. And Chris
0: Horton that time I met Chris because yeah, he did a residency
3: there. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, Jonathan played electric and... I need another electric player I want to do two electrics For this gig Um And he's like Yeah I got the guy And so Met Logan At a pizza buffet In O'Fallon And Classic Really We clicked Um That day a little bit But then when he played It was like Okay This is a guy That you get to know yeah and this is a guy that, you and you
0: were not expecting it I'm sure
3: oh I mean i wasn't ex- i was expecting him to be i almost hesitate to say this I was expecting him to be better than Jonathan, but I was not expecting nobody- expe- i mean he's yeah let it let it ride like this is also him playing guitar here God bless America. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, like, I had so many. I had a, I had a buddy come up to me um, after the Blueberry Hill show, and he was tour manager for um, a band that was fairly popular for a long time in the early. Like early two thousands, um, and they that that was their life—is there on the road and they did you know tours and stuff. And so, this guy like knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. and is very knowledgeable about um, music and stuff. And um, he's yeah. like, "Man, that guy's on, that guy's just on another level. Like yeah. he just is—he's different—and mm-hmm. and you can hear it. I mean, it's it's just incredible." And you so, he came back too early
0: because we're still well, we're still yeah, talking. If you can about leave, it Yeah,
3: it is. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it was, it was good. He asked how we met. And so I talked about the, the, the gig with Abishan, but, uh-huh. um, I don't know when I knew musically, like, oh, this is a guy that I need to get to know because, you know, back then when you're doing church gigs, it's like, okay, let me see if I can just use and abuse as many musicians as, as possible. Um, that was a joke, and nobody.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. we've both been used
3: to abused exactly. by yes. multiple churches. All so of us have. I don't get out of here. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't get to fall under that. You That's true. Jer- That's true. No, I. I just. I don't even remember when we. Like, I literally don't remember when we became friends. I, I don't remember the moment.
2: <laughs> um.
3: Like us? Yeah. Well, you just talked about the moment. What? The I don't was? think we were friends after that. Oh. we like. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, it was probably a slow build it yeah. was I think you had had me out to Ecclesia a couple times yeah, cause y'all yeah. weren't
0: friends until you moved back right huh, yeah well, Yeah.
3: that was it cause it was the summer and then you went back to Emory yeah and then when you were coming down uh, with Ecclesia that's kinda how it happened yeah you seduced me with VB's yeah well, cause that. you guest
0: led at Ecclesia right Yeah. cause I was in that rotation too cause yeah. when he was gone Freddie was just like pulling yeah, people yeah, yeah. Yeah, to try to cover exactly and I remember Freddie had you out and mm-hmm. he just like freaked out he was like dude Travis page is so good. Yeah. I had no idea. Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> no,
2: I was going to say on that song. So Auburn is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably, it's the one song to me that kind of still holds up, but the, the guitar solo on that
3: song. Yeah. Is, we, we let it ride bro.
2: Yeah. Is to this day, I think it's like, as a listener, it's one of the favorite things like I've played. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, um, at anyway, I just, when we did it, Aaron, who is the producer of that record, he had to leave to go do something. And so he just left me in the studio. And he was like, I can't turn on the AC because it'll be too loud. So, like, and it'll get pretty hot down here. So just like try to record a solo and like I'll be back later or whatever. And it took me like two hours. I was trying all this different stuff and like it wasn't working. And I kept taking off things. And finally, I'm like shirtless. it's so hot in this room pouring sweat and i'm like i'm just gonna get the telly i'm gonna roll the tone off i'm gonna like turn on too much overdrive and just and it like just came out i was like okay yeah
0: that's That's it that's it yeah so you were having to like get up and like stop and like re-record oh dude
2: i was doing everything he was just like yeah hey i gotta leave just go do it you know and
0: (laughs) i don't know if i would have sat there for two hours i went and got some steak and shake and just waited till he came back it's just so much work like outside of just playing trying to like record a solo and knowing it's going to be broadcasted to however many people yeah doing that yeah but then like
2: getting up and like stopping (laughs) well yeah i'll take another one like going back Ugh. anyway it's just i remember that was like the worst moment of everything but when i listen to it now that's my favorite moment of that record me too it holds up so yeah yeah was that the blue telly
0: yeah same one old faithful which, Dude, which is, is all mexican it, right it's stock straight
2: mexico yeah, yeah. stock. it's just crazy but i love it and you have how many guitars i have a lot but i probably only have well personally i have like six or seven but my dad was a professional guitar player and so we've got probably 25 yeah all together, i remember so. the first time i went to your house
0: i don't even know i guess we were just hanging out yeah. we did like a demo in your basement or something and i was walking through the basement and there are just cases i'm just mm-hmm. stepping over guitar cases yeah. they're all labeled it's like 62 les paul and like yeah. lm you Bro, know you've got
3: you've gotta tell that story that- oh yeah this was crazy so this is I don't know how much time we have, but this is like yeah, we have, this'll, this'll we have
2: cool. as much time as if whatever. I didn't
3: know you this would still be one of my favorite yeah. stories of all
2: time. This was a a great moment. Um I'm this past spring was doing these like weekend conference things. Same band that I played bass for initially, both playing guitar and so we were in Louisville, Kentucky. Low Low Louisville low. 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 Um and the way a lot of these venues work is that a lot of them are union venues. So, like, the union, the they have to have somebody there, even if they're not really, like, doing anything. Right. They just have to be there. And so there's this union guy that's there, and he had seen, like, the last set, and then I'm packing up and I'm driving home. And he comes up to me and starts talking. He's like, man, sounded really good. Love the guitars, whatever. He was like, you have anything else? And I... I only brought two guitars i brought the blue telly, which is what i played and then on the other side of my bag i had this uh it's a 1967 68 i think uh fender jaguar it's awesome it's sunburst it's like it was my dad's guitar that he played a ton and um super worn in and like it's just awesome and so this guy i show it to him and he goes like you're jack miller's he's like this is jack miller's What's my dad's name he's like that's his guitar and i'm like yeah i it's just blew my mind and so he's like like call your dad like right now so i call my dad i hand him the phone and i forget the guy's name but they're just like what is up like and so this guy used to like roadie and tech from my dad no this way and back in and the he day he just
3: knew it from me he goes that's jack miller's guitar that's incredible are it. you
2: kidding me it was crazy um yeah, man, it was it was a wild moment, it was- and oh he just knew he wasn't even like, "Is that?" He no, like, he's Miller's you, guitar he, he goes, "You're Jack Miller. This is his guitar,"
3: <laughs> which is just crazy. That's, that's incredible. That's insane. Yeah. Jeez, you told me that. He called me like I probably I, called you immediately after. I'm him. driving in the car, like tearing up, like yeah, over this story. That's Jack incredible. Miller's, yeah. Jack Miller's guitar. Yeah,
0: man, <laughs> I'd know the
3: guitar anywhere. That's okay, incredible. That's, wow. that's so
0: cool. Um, so I want to tackle just a couple other things, and then we'll wrap it up. Cool. Cool. Yep. Uh, so you, you guys, kind of co-wrote mm-hmm. the We Missed It project, right? Did you say that? Like, yeah, you wrote on most of the songs, if not all the songs.
2: Uh, so a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. But I mean,
0: Travis did most of. Yeah. So you, what was that process like?
3: I, I don't know. I, I really like. It's tough to think back, like on. Each individual song because i know there's there's one song that peter and i wrote um there's you know i remember we're s- the room we're sitting in right now is where we finished family basically um yeah. and so
2: and some of those actually some of the songs go back like a long, a long time long like time. i remember being in college like being yeah. like a sophomore junior in college and us like facetiming talking about these songs and sending voice memos back and forth mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually pretty organic. I think a lot of things that we had been working on for a while that kind of turned in and yeah. morphed into things.
3: That's the thing. I write, I, writing's a funny thing right now for me. Is like, it's something that Logan for, I don't know, four years has been like, dude, you just have to, you just have to do it. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to do it. And I don't, I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, and so that's what kind of sucks is I don't like doing things I'm not good at. But, um, it is such every cliche you've ever heard a singer songwriter talk about writing music is like a thousand percent true like i mean it just you got to just sit down and do it until um the awkward (laughs) is out but i write a lot different than logan does um like i will i will send him two lines and i'll be like i really believe in these two lines let's Mm -hmm. write a song about these two lines and one of the th- that's how december started that's yeah. literally december i sent a text to peter and i sent a text to logan and i said i want to write a song about how my wife is terrified about what version of me is walking through the door every day is it going to be like a good version of me that she loves is it going to be a bad version of me that she hates is it going to be something in between, like..." i just i wish i could find that text but like i that's that's how that song started it was like that's what i want to write a song about and so we just fleshed out stuff and dude like i've got i wish i could say i had notes full of like songs that are just stacked but i have notes full of like just one-liners that i believe in like the, the it was last night that one that's a good one. I'm excited about that one.
0: Well, you sent me this song, just acoustic. It yeah. sounded completely different Very than different. this.
3: Oh, I loved yeah. it
0: though, dude. I listened to it probably 30 times. Yeah, and then I showed up for a couple of the the, re- the recordings in the studio <laughs> yeah. when you guys were recording it, and I heard this, and I was like, "What? Yeah. No!" Like, yeah. I was almost upset because yeah. I loved what you had done with it. I was at
3: the time. I'll be and honest with that. And now
0: this is just this is my favorite song to play on the road oh, yeah because yeah. it turns into something live that yes. just isn't Incredible. right now
3: and dude even before the gaslight gig the even before the ep release it was different like we yeah. did at gaslight when we did the ep release like there's this little there's this little uh guitar lick at the end and it, we it, that's how the song ends and i was like no like this is—it's not ending here, and I just—we just kept going, and, and it kept going, and and that kind of morphed into what December is, and like I think now it's even like if we were to go play De- December right now, it's different than what it was on the EP. Yeah, um, I love it. Like I, I think it's great, but yeah, like we got into the studio on this one, and um, I'm just not musically as gifted as any of the guys that played on the record are. And so we get into the room and there's like, you know, a one and a four chord, basically the entirety of the song. Which for non like
2: music people, it's essentially means like a lot of the record sort of sounded similar. Yeah. Like it just, it had a similar vibe. And so me and Peter and Ryan, like when we sat down to figure out what everything was going to be. We knew something had to be different, like something it just had to be a different feel to it, and so um, we chose this one, and this is like what came out of that kind of pre-production session, and yeah. it's my favorite. Yeah. I love the vibe of it. I think it's really necessary for the record, like it,
3: yeah. you know. I and I and that's the thing. That's the biggest. Like testament that I have for the trust that I have with these guys is I hated it for <laughs> a, two days probably. Two full days. We all came in, we got in the same room and we played all the songs before we were going to record them and they're like, we gotta change this one. Like we have to do something different and I didn't love it. And I, But I didn't love it because it just... It wasn't what I had written and I felt like when you detach music from when you detach like I don't know like chords or whatever and and your idea of a song like I it's a freaking honest song like there's a lot there that means a lot to me and that's like it kind of hurt a little bit but now it's like dude when we're playing it like this part here oh man I just it it fits it fits so much It just fits so much better than what I had before Mm -hmm. it did. What was
0: your idea for the song
3: going into the studio? Oh, man. Where did
0: that frustration or that disappointment come from when you first heard the new version? uh,
3: I don't think it was frustration. I don't think it was frustration. A lot of it was disappointment because that whole, like, I wanted everybody to enjoy themselves when we were recording that EP. Kind of going back to, like, that's always my biggest anxiety when getting these guys together is, like... I just want everybody to enjoy themselves mm-hmm. and I could tell that like they weren't sold on the song um, and that, w- that was my biggest disappointment it was like I'm throwing I'm throwing a, a bunch of stuff at them that they're just like not sold on and so um, yeah and this is that guitar know. part you yeah I just about. I stopped because that guitar part I, just, I love that
2: yeah Travis is funny, too, when he, like, doesn't like something, because it's, he he can't really commit to not liking it up front, so you just get a lot of these, like, half-hearted yes, like, <laughs> hey, dude, dude, seriously, are you good with what we're doing here? Yeah, that's great, man, <laughs> love it, and then, like, he'll call you later that night, like, it's not me, dude, I can't, I can't do that, <laughs> that's so true. Well, we we did the t-shirt. We yeah, we, we had oh, this man. t-shirt design for him that would. It's a really cool t-shirt, but you <laughs> probably would find it on like the Bieber at Sun collection. Exactly, jackets. you know, it had that old school. Just phone nothing I would ever wear. And it was just, it was the same thing. I'm like, dude, this shirt is dope. Like this is great. And Trev's like, yeah, this is great, man. I love it. <laughs> and then like he calls me that night. He's like. Bruh, it's not me. I can't do <laughs> that. I, like,
1: I backed
3: out. I called Jordan. We're getting a different design. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Um, Yeah, dude, I, I absolutely love how it turned out. And I am so glad that, like, because if I don't bring those guys into the studio, I just bring guys that can play. And I'm like, hey, I want you to do this. They're not. Those guys are just going to play whatever and just be done with it. But, like, Logan and Peter and Ryan, like, they all, and even Taylor, um, like, they all we're invested in it and cared enough to say we, we got to do something with this mm. one. So,
2: yeah. And dude, can I say this? First of all, thank you for having us. Yeah. It's been awesome. Seriously, man. I like, appreciate it. Genuinely. we listened to one or two episodes. I mean, I've listened to everything mm-hmm. and they've been awesome. We oh, were cracking cool. up dying. It's so good. Hey Thanks, dude. <laughs> um, so that side of things keep doing it. Cause it's great. But dude, the, the musical side, you kind of had an impossible task of joining a group of people that had been doing something for a couple of days that are also like really good friends. And, and you just like had to jump into the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that was just a, like just a tough situation. Like I don't want to overstep. I don't want to like do too little or too much, or whatever. And I feel like Fayetteville was maybe uh, things were timid. And I feel like, man, by Blueberry Hill, like it was awesome because as a guitar player, and I was even telling my wife this, like the ability to be able to throw things back and forth and know that there's a guitar player on the other side of the stage that is crazy talented, crazy competent, like has great musical instinct, great feel, great vibe, like and that we can just look at each other and like throw something to each other or play like guitar money or do whatever. Man, it was awesome. It really made that special. So, thanks man. It was man. awesome. Man. I really appreciate that. I yeah.
3: did all of that, but like dude, just I, I can't even tell you. I, I was so I was jacked to have you have you on the tour, man. Dude, it was a party, it man. It was awesome. Would not, I easily would not have even close to been the same without you. Yeah. So. Thank
0: you. I had a ton of fun and it was a huge honor to yeah. to get to do it for sure. Good blast me. I, I feel, uh, like, like what you said about that jazz tour that you did in yeah. Columbia. That's how I felt <laughs> with you
1: guys.
0: Like I'm way, That's way like over fair. my head, but no. I knew it was, and it was good. It was awesome. Um, before we before we head out i just want to play one thing that you sent me yeah. like two days ago that yeah, i just yeah. love mm. and i want people to hear um it's just a demo i know he's gonna want me to say that so it's just a demo just a da- i was being but chased by a cougar that every I had the flu. It was uh, every really uh, that's hilarious every few weeks logan will just send me a voice memo <laughs> with no text it's just the name of the voice memo <laughs> and uh this is what i got like two days mm. ago and i never really know what style it's gonna be um And so this
2: is what... Just a chant. Just a...
1: Where's that Christian tour base?
3: base. <laughs> oh, dude, that's live. Don't uh, worry about it. That's live, huh? You felt so good after you did that. It was like, uh, yeah, I didn't hate that. So what are you, I mean, what
0: are
2: you doing these demos for? Just for fun? Well, I've, so the record we listened to earlier, that was from like 2014, but we actually recorded it like a year earlier, 2013. It just took forever to get out. Um... And so I've that line oh,
3: I'm sorry that line that has is held so both good. Of us back from speaking uh, words. Uh, no one should ever speak over that
2: line. <laughs> so anyway, I've I've done a ton of things musically since then, none of them for me, and I've been writing a ton of songs, been trying to like I really want to just write. And so um, Anyway, I, I told my wife this year I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna make a record, and so I've just been demoing out as much as I can. I texted at the team actually yesterday. It was like we're about to do it, and so I don't know what it's gonna be, but um, this will probably be something that's on that, and it'll sound a lot better because Trent will mix it, and it'll be great. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well.
0: I'm gonna let this roll if that's cool. Yeah, can totally. I play the whole thing? Because there's it. some nasty guitar stuff at yes. the end. Yeah, play it, but. Play it. Um, but thank you guys for. There's being also on some today.
2: nasty vocal stuff in the wrong way. So. <laughs>
3: piano there's nothing wrong with what is happening right now there it is that's awesome, dude. Oh, dude I
0: goodness. appreciate um, that. Yeah, Gosh, of course. Man. I am super excited that you are actually going to do something with that because I've been getting demos for the last two years and it's didn't think they were time. going anywhere. It's
2: yeah. so. <laughs> been a long time coming. Jeez.
0: So I can't wait to uh, to hear that. Well, thanks that for so sitting down for episode five,
2: y'all. It's an honor man. to
0: have you on the show. Honor to be Appreciate here. it, bro. I'm sure it won't be the last time.
2: Yeah, we so, got to do it again sometime. Yeah.
0: I was going to have you guys on individually, but doing it together was a much like better this. idea yeah yeah because yeah. like there are so many connections just between the three of us that we didn't oh, even dude, cover was, we could have recorded for like three hours but i yeah. just
3: can't there's it would have been so boring if i just that's not true i don't have any south america stories i think that's I true it probably <laughs> <does>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
2: a snooze fest put that on one and a half time speed Try to get there. <laughs> A little podcast joke for you. <laughs> oh,
1: my God.
3: Oh, I love it. What a savage. What's
1: up, dude? Oh, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's
3: up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up,
1: dude? What's up, dude?